wish parents understood. Hey guys, welcome back to Thinking Out Loud. This is Isha. Aria. And I'm Meta. And this week we're talking about the things we wish parents understood. And this is kind of an on-the-spot episode. We were just discussing screen time limits in a casual conversation, and we decided, you know what, let's film a podcast. This is our perfect chance to share all of our thoughts with you, and perhaps to the parents that listen to the podcast, too. Yeah, mom and dad. Listen up. (laughs) No, but this is a topic we talk about a lot, honestly, in our friend group, because we all have various levels of freedom and Our parents have different parenting styles, and that's something that's impacted us. So, for example, my parents don't limit my screen time, but for Aria... For me, it's a whole situation. During the beginning of COVID and my entire life, I've had really strict screen time limits. I My computer shuts down at 11 o'clock and my phone shuts down at 10.30. And so past 11 o'clock, I really can't do anything. Um, then they lightened up for the past little month, but they've now put the screen time limits back on me worse than before. And so that's a constant struggle and back and forth between me and my parents. And Isha, do you want to just give a quick intro of your limits? I know that my parents have never really enforced screen time limits on myself. Instead, I choose to put them on myself, by myself. I said myself way too much there, but I really think that doing it all on my own is like, it helps me just keep in mind how much time I'm actually spending on my devices. I thought that I go like three hours pretty easy without going on my phone, but at 1 p.m. in the I realize that I've already spent four hours on my phone. Yeah, and that's really that's not- crazy. And the reason that we were we just did this podcast out of the blue is because I was checking my screen time limit, and it's six o'clock today. Generally, I go on my phone more in the evening, so keep in mind that there's going to be another two hours added on top of this. But as of six o'clock p.m. right now, my screen time limit is six hours and fifty-seven minutes, which is insane. And that literally has me putting that out there. Not great. Not great for mental health. Um, physical health. It means I've been a couch potato all day. And then academic health as well, because I was in school today as well. So really three aspects of my life that are being severely um, affected because of my phone usage. And we really started to wonder what even is the cause of your screen time limit, like your overall screen time being much more than Maytha and I. Oh yeah, I was going to say, do you feel like having these limits has forced you to like kind of overcompensate during the day? Oh yeah, for sure. So I'll share my story. Well, not really story, but um, when I got my first iPad in grade five, that was my first piece of technology ever. My parents immediately put screen time limits on it without even seeing without even waiting to see what I would do with it. And then I got a phone in grade nine. It wasn't a proper phone. It was a Blackberry with a keypad. Um, and that had screen time limits. I had to put it in my parents' bedroom by 1030. And then when I finally got an iPhone, uh, they immediately put screen time limits on that alongside my computer. So really, I've never actually had the chance to see what I would do without screen time limits because I've always had them enforced upon me. And because of that, yes, I have definitely compensated during the day. And I'll expand more on that later. 
I think something you said was really interesting, which was you've never had the chance to explore what you would be like without these limits. When restrictions are immediately placed upon us, we don't get a chance to actually grow by ourselves. So for in your case, you never really learned to limit your screen time or have that like natural boundary that Isha and I do because you were always having that enforced upon you. So I think that's something that I wish was that I wish parents understood, which was allowing us to grow by allowing us to make mistakes. I agree, Maida. We just need a chance to prove ourselves. And if we do make mistakes, have us make sure we're aware of it. And once we are, have us make our own consequences for ourselves. I think that's the best way to learn. Um, I know that ever since I started putting screen time limits on myself, it just, it reduced my overall screen time per day from five hours to three hours. And I'm very impressed with myself there. That's very impressive. I'm very proud of you. That's Learn for awesome. me. <laughs> I think what parents forget also <laughs> is that we're gonna be gone. And when we're gone at university, we are going to have to do all of these things that our parents take care of for us by ourselves. We're gonna have to learn to cook by ourselves, clean by ourselves, um, manage our houses and our upkeep and everything, our financial situation, but most importantly, us personally. And for me, I genuinely don't know how I'm gonna function those first few months of university, considering that my parents are gonna be completely removing my screen time limits. So for the first time in my entire life, I will have free reign free technological reign. And as a result, I can almost 100% guarantee that because I haven't had the experience to figure out how to uh, manage myself, I'm going to have even more atrocious screen time uh, in university. And that's a massive factor that parents don't consider. Like, they're not always going to be there to place restrictions upon us and make rules. What's more important is that we learn by ourselves how to do that whether that is like Isha did, setting your own screen time limits, or even just being aware of the fact that you were on your phone for six hours today, which is still insane to me. But it's really important that we learn to do these things for ourselves because when you do it, ourself, when you do it yourself, you're more likely to follow it first off, follow these restrictions you place on yourselves, but it's also building your own self-regulation skills. Yeah, when I look at parenting, I see it as... Um, helping your children become independent so that one day um, they'll learn how to live their life adult. Because I think the scariest thing for any student or kid is what is it like being an, an adult? Now I'm looking at all these TikToks online, like maybe I don't want to be an adult. It's so hard. I want to be ready for that adulting life. That's all we really want, don't we? I remember as a kid, I wanted to grow up so fast. I was always that kid who was like, I can't wait to be a teenager. I can't wait to be an adult and move out of the house and have my own life. And everyone, everyone would tell me, enjoy your childhood while it lasts. And I didn't understand how real those words were until I stopped being a child. And technically I'm still a child, but I have more respons responsibility placed on me now. And it'll be even worse in 10 years and then 10 years again. So it's really about being prepared for how fast time flies by because eventually we'll be birds let out of our nest and we'll have to learn to fly free. You know those moments when you finally decide to do something for yourself or like be responsible, take action, like, yo, I'm going to clean the dishes today. I'm going to clean my room. You get that feeling of responsibility. And when you actually do it, 
you get so happy and then your parents praise you for it, you get even more happy. But the moment someone asks you, hey, clean your room, hey, do the dishes, then you're like, well, now I'm not going to do it anymore. I did that today, actually. I was watching TV and I had made myself an egg and my plate was just sitting on the floor and I was about to go get up and put it in the dishwasher. And then my mom comes into the family room where I'm watching TV and she's like, get your butt up off that couch right now and go put the plate in the dishwasher. Otherwise, I'm going to cut off the TV. And I just sat there and stared at her and was like, no. I would not have the guts to do it. Oh, my gosh no but I totally get it because I'm gonna be honest my room is 90% of the time an absolute mess but the thing is I legitimately enjoy cleaning my room except for when my parents tell me to because then if it feels like you're losing control you know yeah, and that's not a feeling control. anyone likes yeah and we understand obviously we're teenagers we're not adults we're still like growing and learning but like in the smallest things like and when I clean my room that can be so massive for me I'm proud of you whenever you take the initiative to do that like you're doing right now <laughs> I know I'm uh, I'm cleaning my room while talking to you guys multitasking yeah, <laughs> see studies have shown that most kids will actually self-regulate when given the chance we're just not given that chance, which is the whole problem. Kids automatically are growing and learning. That's what we do. That's in our brains. We're developing. We just need the opportunity to do so on our own sometimes. And yeah, our brains aren't fully developed until we're 25. So we're going to have moments of immaturity and rebellion. But on the whole, just like you said, we're still growing. We're still learning. And <clears throat> every teenager... But well, most teenagers will still try to be the best that they can, given the freedom that they need. And you know, another thing I hate is when parents are like, oh yeah, she's just being a teenager, or she's just being a teenage girl, or she's just going through that phase right now. Like, that drives me absolutely insane. My parents have actually never done that. Yeah, no, there are times that I'll wake up and um, I'll be in a bad mood um, for whatever reason. And my parents will just be like, oh yeah, it's cause she's a teenager. Or my sister will be like, why are you so cranky today? And my parents will just tell her like, just leave her alone. She's just being a teenager. And it's so infuriating because I am a teenager. Like I am 16 years old. It ends in the word teen. I am a teenager by definition. But you can't associate that with certain moods and attitudes. And even if you do, you're constantly making it seem like being a teenager only has bad parts. I think that the reason and that we do get cranky is that we're called cranky. Why is it that we're only cranky when someone calls us cranky? Like the only people I'm actually usually cranky around are my family. Who's the only people that call me cranky? My family. Honestly, they're all just scared of me. Isha, you are so cranky yeah now I'm cranky <laughs> okay but like my sister thing. she'll be like just out of the blue are you mad at me and I wasn't before but now I am like that's so relatable like you probably don't even have any reason to be but then you just are yeah and again it all comes back down to that feeling of associating certain words and moods and attitudes 
lawsuits with the concept of being a teenager when the two are totally separate. And yeah, scientific studies do show that certain moods and attitudes are natural for teenagers, but that isn't our entire personality. And when we're reduced to that being our entire personality, it makes us want to be nothing more than that to prove a point out of rebellion. Literally. I love that because yes, we are teenagers, but we're so much more, you know? And just because we are teenagers doesn't mean the problems we face are any less real to us than the ones adults do. If I'm cranky because I have tons of chemistry homework, that's that feels like a massive problem to me. For an adult, for my parents looking back, it may not seem like that. But to me, in that moment, it's the biggest obstacle I need to overcome at that time. Like I'm sitting here right now recording this impromptu podcast. I have a chemistry. Uh, not chemistry. I have a calculus chapter to do. This after Mez's thing. <clears throat> and our parents genuinely, I feel like, don't believe that our struggles are real sometimes because they're not comparable to theirs. Like, my dad might be running his company. My mom might be really stressed out because one of her students isn't being placed um, in a job. And so, yeah, those are really big struggles. But my struggles are just as big to me personally right? If I'm really stressed about a computer science assignment or I have a friend who's toxic and it's really stressing me out, those seem like such small things to them. But they need to understand that those are the biggest things in my life as of right now. And in 10 years, the struggles in my life are going to be more comparable to theirs because they're going to be a little bit bigger because I've moved on from high school. But as of right now, really all I want is that feeling of understanding that if I go to them and tell them about what I'm going through, even if it's the dumbest thing in the world, they won't laugh in my face or shut me down. But honestly, I really wish that parents would understand that we need that independence and we also want to be understood all together. We want to be understood that yes, we're teenagers. Yes, we may have our mood swings, but our problems are real problems. And it comes from school, which is already stressful enough. Social life, that can be stressful for some people. And maybe like relationships and so many different reasons that we yes they come to us they're like oh you can trust us with anything but sometimes it's hard to actually go up and talk to them yeah and there's so much parents can do and we can do in our own families to facilitate these conversations and to see actual improvement for example the concept of mental health or personal days days when you're just not feeling your best and you may not want to go to school that's okay and having those conversations with your families and putting structures like those into place can be massively beneficial and in the end it really comes down to communication you know which is admittedly very difficult sometimes but it's the best way to get everyone onto the same page and have everyone be heard including yourself and parents really just listen because there might be a different struggle that's going on that you might not be aware of and listening and like Maida said communication really is the key to connecting with your child or children and getting them to open up to you and really that's all we want to be understood so so there are the two things that we covered we want to be independent learn to be independent get ready for that adult life and second be understood and be able to talk to you Trust me, we don't enjoy staying upstairs in our room all day. We want to get out of the house. And we would love to get out of the house with our families. Make us feel welcome. And we love you. And that concludes our episode for today. See you guys next week. Bye.